Hello. Welcome to a special episode of my podcast, Get Off My Lawn. I am your host, Eric Buckner, and today I'm going to talk about something that I briefly scanned over in my last podcast. Remember when I told you that when we spoke of the leader and why you should not vote for him, it was such a detailed thing that I had to address it in another podcast? Well, today's that day. So today I give you top 10 reasons why not vote for the leader. Yes, the leader, the person presently running the country, the person who is so disgusting to me, I do not even speak his name because he does not get that respect. There are probably even many more reasons that you do not vote for this particular individual in November, but here's just 10 that I'm going to uh, gloss over for a minute. Indulge me, shall you? Okay, number 10. Most of his policies that he's been trying to implement benefit the wealthy, the 1%. Remember, when you are president of these United States, you are supposed to represent all the people, not just your rich buddies or your family members. You're supposed to represent the littlest to the biggest and policies that give tax breaks and in that policy that gives tax breaks, where the majority of the people getting the tax breaks are the people making the most money, does that really benefit the people? Keep in mind, as we squabble now over how much more unemployment money us unemployed people should get, while the wealthier still get wealthy some kind of way, look these things up, people. I'm not just talking. Then explain to me why, why we don't have the money to do these things partially because of the fact that you've given the wealthy tax breaks and now we can't afford to do the types of things that we normally would be able to do a lot easier because we have that income and you have replaced that income with what I might add. Uh, think about that one. Number nine, the guy comes off as not so bright. I mean, just look at the many, many press conferences that this guy is constantly having, you know, the ones where at the moment he's saying they are coronavirus hearings, but the main experts that know anything about the actual virus itself don't even talk anymore. It's just basically him explaining things, campaigning, I mean, explaining things to the public about what should go on, what fairy tale land stuff he would like to have. Think about all the, pre the mispronunciations and what have you in that. Okay, think about how he uh calls Thailand instead of Thailand and things of that nature. No, you don't have to be the brightest person on earth to be president, but at least kind of sound like you know what the hell you're talking about. When they give you the daily press briefings, could you act like you actually read them? Yes, I understand he likes to have this speech talk where he doesn't really have a speech that's completely written. And he wants to speak from the heart, I guess you would call it. He's not so good at that, people. The four years, can't you see that? Don't you see it? And then when the reporters address him with certain things, he squirms his way out of it, primarily by not addressing it, because sometimes I feel like they ask stuff that's really over his head. He don't know what to say. And as opposed to being honest and just saying, I don't understand that, I have somebody look into it or what have you, he dances the way he does. Comes off like crap to me. 
Number eight has not come through on his campaign promises. Let us not forget. Okay, yeah. Remember the wall? Oh, but no, 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 Eric. See, that's where you're wrong. He actually did do the wall. He took federal funding that was supposed to go to defensive contracts or what have you and used it to build this wall. This wall that, do we really need it? Is it really keeping people out of the country the way he thought it would? Probably not. Has the drug game gone down significantly because of that? No. Are these killers and rapists that supposedly were coming into the country? Is he stopping that? Or are these people really the people that he's trying to stop? Think about that for a minute. But bottom line is, remember the main thing about the wall? How Mexico was going to pay for it? Mexico ain't paid for a damn thing. Not one red cent. We paying for that wall. And we could be using that money for better stuff right now. You know it's true. You know it's true. Number seven. Point blank, flat out, the man is a racist. He is a racist. Yes, he's been asked by several outlets, are you a racist? A real racist ain't going to tell you the truth. Of course he says no, but look at his Twitter account, people. Look at when things that involve people of color comes up and he's asked about it. And to address it, how he dances his way around the issue. How he will not just point blank say, okay, no, I condemn that. This is wrong and what have you. Other leaders have come out and done that. In particular, the person that's running against him, he makes sure to do that. Yes, some people say, well, he's racist too. Well, if he is, he's a lot better at covering it than this guy. That's for damn sure. Number six, people. He is a sexist jerk. The bad comments about Crazy Nancy. And let's not forget the comment about one of his so-called uh, escorts who he eventually called a horse face and would not deal with. But yes, the check is out there. Oh no, Cohen wrote the check. What? Come on, people. The man does not respect women. Yes, I know you're saying, but... Eric, he wants to put a woman as the next Supreme Court justice, as he should, because there should be a certain amount of women on the court. Bottom line is this country is made up of majority women, people. Look that up as well. The world is made up of majority women. Look that up if you like. Bottom line is... This man does not have the type of respect for women that he should, especially with him being in charge of us all. Number five reason you should not vote for the leader. He is a terrible person. The way he talks, not just to people who are women, but to people of color, to people who are not in his standard, let's just say. And we have many examples of that. Turn on pretty much any other news conference he has. There's always that one point where he just berates the media person asking him a question. That's a stupid question. You're a horrible person and what have you. Who does that? Who as a leader have you seen as your mayors, as your governors, as your senators goes and goes out of their way to just disregard people? 
to talk to them, to just say that they are just terrible people. That's not setting a good example. Remember, this person is supposed to represent us. He is supposed to be our representative to the rest of the world. How does that look to the rest of the world when he just basically is going off on his people? Remember, the reporter's job is to report the news, to gain an understanding so we in turn can gain an understanding. They are also our representatives. So when he goes off on them as he does, it ain't cute. It's not good at all. And again, the Twitter account, folks. Bottom line, if you're on Twitter, I'm sure you can go back a certain amount. I'm sure there's some website where you can look at President Trump's Twitter talk. And it goes back to all the things he's said. Who talks like that? Why does this man even have the time to be on Twitter like this when you're supposed to be in charge of 331 million people in the middle of a pandemic, no less? But yet, he not only seems to find the time to be on his Twitter account on all hours of the day and night, but finds time to take time out pretty much every other weekend to go golfing at one of his several resorts. Must be nice. Number four reason why you do not vote for the leader. He is a terrible boss, folks. How do we know this? Because think about all the people who he has appointed in his cabinets and uh, government agencies and whatnot who have quit the job, who have been released from the job, who've been fired from the job in these last three and a half years. Do you ever remember a time in the history of American politics where this is going on. This man runs through people like toilet paper. And not only that, usually when they are let go, there is some classic reason. Oh, he was uh, basically a person who was against my policies. This person was snitch. This person uh, was disgruntled. This person was not doing a good job, what have you. But then all the other people come out and talk about how these people have been on the job 10, 20, 30 years working under different presidents and don't have any type of issue until this guy comes along. And if you want detailed understanding of just how bad a guy, how bad a boss this man is, apparently there's a lot of people willing to talk about it. They wrote books. Let's talk about this lawyer, about Michael Cohen. Remember him? Yeah, the president's personal lawyer, no longer works with him, end up going to jail and what have you. He was that guy until he wasn't that guy. Let's talk about John Bolton, the national security advisor that worked for him. The room where it happened, that book. And he talked about how he talked about certain dictators and countries and how he kisses the dictators behinds but treats our real allies like shit. Let's talk about this latest book that's came out, Rage by Bob Woodward, where he and his infinite wisdom actually take the responses to some of the things he said so you yourself can go back and listen to the tapes out of that own fool's mouth that explains why he thinks what he thinks on certain subjects. Dude is saying these things out of his own mouth. Yeah, he'll call it fake news. But how is it fake news when you're the one saying it? Explain that to me, sir. Number three reason why you do not vote for the leader. 
the way he has dealt with this Black Lives Matter movement. Keep in mind, we have done this broadcast today. This is the day after they announced the Breonna Taylor verdict. Bullshit, by the way. Pure, utter bullshit. Excuse my language. Got to go there. The way that happened, the way it went out, the final decisions, all bullshit. And of course, he was asked about it yesterday. He praised the people that came to the decisions. Has he shown real sympathy or empathy for Breonna Taylor? Not that I can see. When all these other situations happen, yeah, he's met with a few of these folks. He's said such and such. But you talk to these people after the fact, and they tell you, yeah, uh, he talked to me. They don't sound like they feel very convinced that he gave a damn. In certain instances, no, they didn't talk to this guy. Why bother? You know that man don't like you. You know he don't give a fuck about you because of your color of your skin or whatever the case may be. So why even bother even having the conversation for real? He ain't sorry. He don't give a fuck. Just don't. And we've had demonstrations for almost four months now. He's constantly asked to address these things. He does not talk about the peaceful protest. He'll say that people have their right to do that because, of course, that fits his agenda in certain situations. But in terms of why we feel this way, why there is a problem, the fact there even is a problem after all these hundreds of years later, he will not properly address that as a leader. Keep in mind, yes, we as African Americans, as I constantly tell you, represent just 40 million of the 331,000 or 31 million people here in the United States. So no, we're not the majority, but we're still a significant enough part of the population to where if we are uncomfortable, angry, and feel unsafe, at some point you need to address that in some way, shape, or form more than you have. That is just the facts. So as you go out and have these various uh, pep rallies, as I call them, are you really trying to contend with us properly? Are you really trying to get us to see that you are working towards making the life of African-Americans better? You say that you've done more for African-Americans than any other president since Lincoln. Bull! Straight up bull. Come on, man. You don't believe that. And if you do believe he's done that, then you stupid too. Yeah, I said it. Number two, he lacks empathy. When all these things happen, the various disasters and whatnot, yes, sometimes he will go to see the damage for himself. Yeah, they show him talking to people. Yeah, he has some good things to say at times. He'll play the role to a degree. But in the end, people, this man is not, I repeat, is not the caring type of individual that he needs to be as the leader of our country. He does not come off in that way. All you have to do is see it for yourself. Like I said, there are numerous recordings you can go to. There are numerous press conferences you can look up on YouTube or someplace on the internet. That's the beauty of being in the information age of 2020. 
You don't have to take my word for it. You can look all these things up yourself and see that it is what it is. Remember that comment? Because, yeah, it is what it is dealt with. The number one reason why you should not vote for the leader. The way he has dealt with COVID-19. Now, people, remember when it's all started and it first came on the radar of America in February. He not only said that this COVID-19 is a hoax, that is something made up, but he blamed the Democrat, the Democratic Party for it. Knowing, as we now know, that previous to those statements, he knew about how deadly this disease had become in Wuhan, China. He had been briefed on it, though previously he had said that he was not. He then had to admit that he was once that information came to light. The man is a bad liar. He is a liar, people. And the lies and the trails of lies keep getting caught back and forth through this whole pandemic. You go back to March where he basically said, it will probably go away on its own. Really? It's going to go away on its own. Today we're looking at 7 million plus infected in the United States alone. We're looking at over 200,000 people dead in the United States alone. And it's going to just practically go away on its own. Wow. And then we go to the fact that we had to shut things down. Imagine if we hadn't done any of that at all. And apparently that was something he thought about early on. Not to shut down anything whatsoever. Imagine how many more than 200,000 people would be dead at this point. The statements that he makes in regards to, okay, let's wear the mask. Okay, let's not wear the mask. You should wear it if you want to. It's a choice. I see masks are good. But yet, pretty much every epidemiologists on planet earth who has looked into COVID-19 and done their studies have said that the best way that we can control, not stop people, but control the spread of the virus is to wear a face covering when in exposed areas with people and you are unable to social distance. Because truthfully, the real thing is if you're not around anybody, with the virus, you're probably not going to get the virus. But because we have to have some semblance of life and go on and work and eat and what have you, we are around people and the best way to control it outside of that is to wear the face mask. And he knows this. People have probably sat down in a room in the task force meeting and told him time and time again. They have implored him to insist on people wearing masks to actually make a, a national mandate that all people wear masks and he refuses to do so because he knows that his constituents prefer not to 
Some of those same constituents that are now hospitalized for being foolish followers and sheep. Some of those same people that are now six feet under because they foolishly listened to the man and went to damn pep rallies. Rest in peace, Herman Cain. But yes, this is by far the most mismanaged, illiterate, outlandish way to deal with any major catastrophe that I have seen in the history of my life. This person to this day is still wanting people to go and have in-person classes where every day tens and hundreds of kids are coming up positive for COVID-19 and they're having to shut down classrooms, shut down schools, shut down games. Yes, because we've made that so important. Money, money, money. And then, in the midst of this pandemic, where people are losing their jobs because it is not in anybody's best interest to have large crowds of people on a daily basis so that we cannot have concerts. We cannot have full restaurants and other events. These people are suffering. These people who work in the restaurant industry, in the hospitality industry, in the music industry, all these people, along with other people who cannot go to work and get full-time hours because you cannot have a full-time situation in that job because of the COVID-19 restrictions. These people are suffering now. And yes, you put the stop gap. You tried to play the hero with the pandemic money that you got from FEMA. But keep in mind, that might come back to bite us too because remember, we got the fires in Oregon, the fires in California, the fires basically three, four other states out west. Then we got hurricane season that just don't seem to want to die this year. That's probably the worst it's been in several years. And every time one of them hits, billions of dollars in damage. And who knows what other disasters may befall us along the way. And we're using that money that is allotted for that to do this. When there's other money we could be using to do it instead. The mere fact that they have come up with a plan and passed it through the House of Representatives four and a half months ago. And we are still trying to figure it out four and a half months later. Why tens of millions of people risk their livelihood completely going to hell. Why people are being put out of their homes. Why people are basically starving. Why kids are unable to go to school so they don't get that lunch. All these stop gaps by the states are only going to last so long. And you do not even want to give states extra money because they had to shut down a decision that you constantly left in the hands of the governors. But now suddenly you don't like how it was resolved by them. All this man cares about is to be reelected so that he can go back to being comfortable we're helping his people out. His people. Not our people. Not the people. His people. We need a president that is going to work toward helping all without causing division 
and conflict and misunderstandings. This man is not that man. For the love of God, people, for you who have voted for him and just can't seem to get past the fact that you're fucked up. You're fucked up, okay? He's doing a terrible job. He's worse than any of the Bushes. He's worse than Clinton, Obama, Nixon. Terrible job. One of the worst people ever to be president ever, ever, ever. Admit it. November 3rd, admit it, do the right thing. Save us from this foolishness. It must end. We need better. We deserve better. The leader gotta go. End of podcast. Thanks for listening. I'm out. November 3rd, handle your business.